Welcome to Felicity Was Here, where three super fans of the underappreciated 90s gem Felicity rewatch every episode and discuss one young woman's journey of self-discovery in New York City. So put on your coziest cable knit sweater, grab a cup of Dina DeLuca coffee, and join us in watching the trials and tribulations of one Felicity Porter. Hello, and welcome back to Felicity Was Here. I'm Heather. I'm Melissa. And I'm Dr. Joe. And today we are discussing Felicity Season 1, Episode 4, Boggled. This week, a steamy game of Boggle between Felicity and Noel gets complicated, Ben tries out for the track team, and Elena vies for a refrigerator. <laughs> so ladies, I don't know about you, but in this episode, I've found it's starting to get extremely difficult as a super fan <laughs> to not give away too much about what's coming. Mm -hmm. I've noticed we've met some people, things are happening, and I want to share my feelings on the situation but mm -hmm. knowing yeah, what's definitely. coming like i can't i can't give things away so i don't know about you but this one it, it felt like it was extremely hard for me to hold back now i think this was a great yeah it was good like it it's actually started getting into things this episode mm -hmm. i feel like the other episodes were very introductory but now it's like major plot points are starting to unfold mm -hmm. yes the plot thickens <laughs> it's a very steamy episode too. Felicity is finally getting some action, which is good mm -hmm. after all of her after all of her pining. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> so let's do a quick recap on what happened last week. So we did meet Elena very, very briefly. Thankfully, we get a lot more of her in this episode. And at their first college party at Kelvin Hall, Felicity confronted Julie about what was really going on with Ben, and Julie had a very oversized reaction. She did admit to Felicity that Ben asks her out all the time. She continues to say no, but she's really getting sick of protecting Felicity. Julie also told Noel that she likes Ben and wants to date him, so Noel's involved in that drama as well. Meanwhile, Noel went above and beyond to make sure that Felicity had fun at her first college party, but they never got to dance, so they had to take a rain check. They definitely have a flirtatious side to their friendship, but Felicity in these past few episodes has seemed still hung up on Ben and is reading into everything that he says and does. And this is all going to get a lot more complicated this episode. Good. <laughs> I'm here for the juice. <laughs> And let's get into it. So in this episode, we open with some really uh, bounce chicka wow wow music as Felicity and Noel are playing a game of Boggle in her room. And of course, as always, Felicity's talk track to Sally plays over the scene per usual. And she's telling Sally that she's never been more confused in her whole life and that something happened. And she also explains that Noel's the most comforting part of her life in New York, that they can really both talk to each other about anything and everything. They're, they're really good friends at this point and we see them playing boggle and felicity i don't know that i've ever really played real boggle in real life but apparently you like make words with all the letters and you list them out to the other person if they also have the word maybe you don't get points i'm guessing how that that's how yeah. that works um, so right. she's listing yeah so she's listing all her boggle words to noel and his world just goes into complete slow-mo watching her <laughs> he's entranced watching her mouth all the words. And as soon as she finishes saying her last two words, which just happened to be hick and hickey, <laughs> scooches himself on over and plants a big kiss on her, which oh, like as the Noel fan, I was so excited this episode. <laughs> I love it. We finally get some, some Noel and Felicity action. However, Felicity says, wait, back up record scratch. Felicity's like, wait a minute, Sally first. Let me tell you about Ben. Like, ugh. of course, okay, of course. Felicity. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and she tells Sally that her and Ben have been getting closer, which granted isn't saying much. So then we go to the mail room and she's weighing a letter or a package or something in the mail room. And Ben comes up to her and they start small talking about pre-approved credit cards. And Ben mentions that he is trying out for the track team which apparently he ran track in high school and Felicity starts to reminisce with him about seeing him win the regionals, the 800 meter back in high school. And she just starts, you know, gushing over him and how amazing he was in that one race. And he just kind of laughs, <laughs> awkwardly like, Oh yeah, no big deal, whatever. And <laughs> she wishes him luck. Yeah. That was a little awkward there. She specifically knew so much about his track meet. <laughs> I would just yeah. been like, Oh you, yeah, I think I remember you running track. You were good. She's like regionals, 800 meter. It wasn't obsessive at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He took it well though. His little, yeah. 
Ben's smile and little Ben laugh. He took it. He took it with grace. <laughs> that would have freaked anybody else out, though, I think. Uh-huh. He's probably used to her bullshit by now. <laughs> like, yes. her, her obsessive antics. <laughs> it's kind of strange that he hasn't filed a restraining order yet. That's what I said, yeah, a long time ago. That's that's what I said day one. Like, he, she's really lucky that he's tolerated as much <laughs> as he has. She's lucky she's cute. She's lucky she's so endearing. Yeah, but he touches her shoulder as he leaves. That's that's nice. I don't know. That's Practic- intimate practically engaged <laughs> she's, she's never watch washing that shoulder ever again <laughs> so then felicity moves on to tell sally that her and julie are at an impasse and we see felicity walk into the laundry room where julie happens to be also doing laundry at the same time they both exchange haze and to spark up a conversation felicity offers slash kind of forces a dryer sheet on her <laughs> on julie to to start the conversation and julie finally gives in and felicity then uses that as the moment to apologize for being a jerk which hey how yeah she was not thank you like dr joe please weigh (laughs) in why is felicity apologizing in this moment i would love to know that's a great question (laughs) i would love to know i i don't know if she just wants to have some semblance of more comfort i mean she already said that noel is a good friend i don't know why she needs this raggedy bitch (laughs) as an extra friend this this you know quote unquote friend i don't understand why she's trying so hard with her because she already established that things are going well with noel as far as like their companionship friendship wise so i'm like i don't know maybe she just wants to do some real girl talking julie's the only one available i don't i don't get it but she did also do something similar with her parents when they were kind of going through their stuff. Like she seemed to be putting more effort in. So this is kind of par for the course for Felicity, but it's frustrating nonetheless. Because when her parents were kind of bullshit, she was just like, oh, no, that's fine. Like, let's let's go out to dinner and let's do our thing. So I think that's just kind of her style. She's conflict avoidant in a different way than Julia's. Julia's avoidant avoidant and Felicity's like, let's repair, let's make amends like let's go forward she wants to resolve conflict whereas julie completely wants to avoid conflict so good insight that's a good point and we're, we're gonna get into more of that too later in this episode i think mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and also just, just the fact that felicity explained it as accusing julie of lying to her when all she was doing was being the best friend she could ask for we've no. got different definitions of best friend like, we're not we're not even ta- we're not even yeah i'm like we're not even talking about hey i really want to be friends it's like you're you were being the best friend i could ever ask for i'm like really this person is like going behind your back going to lucky strike she was lying. astrid and ben and yeah like i don't understand how she's being the best friend that someone could ask for yeah that's she's got a lot of distortion there well, i kind of took it as maybe felicity didn't have a lot of close friends in high school and so maybe she just doesn't know like what a real friendship with another female should be like so i would buy that <laughs> yeah that sounds sounds about right so then after felicity apologizes we don't get an apology from Julie. We don't get yeah, a, hey, yeah. I'm really sorry too. I approached that the wrong way. I shouldn't have lied to you. I shouldn't have been hiding all this from you. No, she says, she doubles down basically and says, oh, I was so busy making sure that you wouldn't get hurt that I lost sight of what I wanted. And I really had a good time with Ben. Good for you, bitch. And Felicity's like, well, if you, wa- if you want to date Ben, Julie, she doesn't even let her finish. Julie's like, then I should. Yeah, that was it's like, that was a little much. What? And why was wow. she even pissed to begin with? Why was she rejecting Felicity's dryer sheets? Like, what did she have to be, like, kind of cold about to begin with? Like, where is she coming Julie from? Julie was resenting her for her own choices. That was it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Basically, Julie said, I'm done considering your feelings. I'm going to do whatever I want. And Felicity thinks that that's the best friend ever. And she already was doing whatever she wanted. She was just doing it behind Felicity's back before, so yep wow yeah unfortunately we yeah we don't get much more resolution than that because pink guy interrupts their conversation with his man child incompetence (laughs) apparently despite being a grown-ass man he doesn't know how to do laundries literally never heard that like you don't put reds (laughs) in with whites and has turned all of his clothes pink and they kind of console him because he's a baby he is a baby but it's i 
it was a little bit exciting to see Brian Krakow because I see him when I see him I see Brian Krakow from my so-called life I don't see pink guy I revert oh, I never I saw that show I'm oh, like I only no. know him as pink guy <laughs> no that's terrible that's why yeah it's complicated <laughs> he's he's just such a sweet like nice reserved so guy you to in think- in my so-called life he's a very different character than he is in this show so it's like it's weird to see him i mean not very very different but pretty different like he's like the one doing the pining after the main character in my so-called life so it was just interesting to see him play a different character because i only know him as brian krakow before i saw him in this there was only one season of that show right yes but it was an impactful one you gotta check it out. I, I, no, I think a lot of people. Com- I think a lot of people compare Felicity with My So Called Life. Oh, um, so yeah, My So Called Life is high school, cute. and then this is you know college. So it's like there, yeah, there's definitely some parallels. Just like the awkwardness, the angst, the you know, you know hot guy uh, Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't see him as a jock though. I have a feeling he was like the art kid, the emo kid. Maybe. <laughs> <Probably>. maybe. <laughs> So after they talk to Pink Guy, Julie turns back to Felicity and says, oh, I feel so much better. Thanks. And walks away. Felicity agrees. But to me, she seemed a little less convincing that she feels better after that encounter. Yeah, because she's getting the shorter end of the stick there. What does she have to feel good about? (laughs) And her friend's a bee. So then moving on from Julie, now we head to science class. I don't know if this is still her organic chemistry with the mean professor from before Garibay, yeah. but now she's in a lab and the the TA, I'm assuming, says that everyone has to pick a lab partner. So as everyone gets up and starts looking for partners, Felicity starts looking around the room and it looks like her and Elena, who we met last week, are kind of the last to be picked and just end up together as lab partners. I love so we the see them smile. Work- Elena gave her like that little nod like mm-hmm. like yeah, we're yeah gonna all right me and you <laughs> I loved it she said so much with that face that little <laughs> just subtle smile I loved it but Elena isn't just gonna settle for any she's not subtle <laughs> because <laughs> all. she starts grilling Felicity to make sure that she is good enough to be her lab partner like what were your grades what did you get in AP Chem? like she was asking all the questions did she you go to private to school <laughs> yeah <laughs> And Elena's like, look, I'm straightforward. Like, I'm going to ask you anything. And she then proceeds to ask Felicity if she's sleeping with Noel. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, Felicity's outraged, like, none of your business. Of course, it's none of your business. But she does say, no, I'm not sleeping with him. And Elena's like, well, I think Noel's cute. Like, he does it for her. (laughs) (laughs) And that she didn't see it at first. But then all of a sudden, she started wondering if this guy's got a girlfriend. And I can't blame Elena at all. Like, I would have wondered the same thing. Yeah, he's he's cute. He's a good-looking guy. And so we're jumping around a bit here, and Felicity even acknowledges that to Sally, but it's because all of this is important to the Boggle situation. So next up, Felicity tells Sally that the university has a used dorm refrigerator lottery, and Noel was in charge of taking everyone's entries. And so Felicity's like, well, I guess Noel looked cute that day because Elena said, Hey, yeah, when I was handing over my entry for this lottery, I started wondering if he had a girlfriend. But Felicity said, like, everything that I said to Alina was true. At the time, there was zero happening between them. She's like, Noel and I are just really good friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think she protests a little too much here. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Because now we go back to the Boggle scene and we kind of see the replay of what we already saw of them playing Boggle. We see the kiss again and they get into it. And just as it's starting to get good, Felicity's like, oh, wait a minute. And they both, you know, do their little like awkward freak out moment that they always do. And who bursts in the door? But Megan, of course, because that's what she does. She bursts in, per usual, and sees them in a compromising position. And so they continue to freak out kind of clean things up, pretend like nothing happened. Like, oh no, we were just, uh, you know, like discussing class or something. But Megan's cool. She doesn't care, right? So she goes in her closet <laughs> and rummages through her closet as as always. And they'll just kind of leaves in a hurry as Felicity frantically cleans up the boggle mess. So after rooting around in her closet, Megan tells Felicity, she's like, it's premium. You having an affair with the RA. She's like, I had you pegged as this uptight, no fun, follow the rules, kiss ass bore. And one of the funniest <laughs> moments yeah. is Felicity deadpan being like, well, that's actually a lot closer to my personality. <laughs> I love that part. Yeah. 
And Megan then just says, look, you went, you like in my book, you just went up like a notch and she leaves the room and Felicity's left to process what just happened. Mm. Sexiest game of Boggle right? ever. I played Boggle before and it was not that hot. <laughs> not even close. But Megan had to ruin it and walk in at, at an inopportune time. So then she follows up with Sally and says that she rarely gets confused. It was like, oh, wait, <laughs> actually, no, that's not true. But <laughs> she's like, I'm all screwed up. I'm glad she acknowledged. Yeah, at least she's like, no, okay, fine. That's a lie. I, I'm always confused. Yeah. But she doesn't know what she's. But this is different. Yeah, she doesn't know what she's feeling. She's on the edge. She's kind of all over her room, dropping things, knocking into things. She's just a mess at the moment because of this kiss with Noel. And then she gets a knock on her door. And some guy says, are you Fatisserie Porter? So <laughs> That's my favorite part. I laugh so hard every time I see that. Are you Fatisserie Porter? I don't know why the Felicity is that hard to like get right. <laughs> I'm wondering if it was a handwriting situation. Maybe. Like if the way the handwriting looked, it looked like Fatisserie. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> how, do you, how do you come up with that? Oh my gosh. Maybe we should rename the podcast Fatisserie was here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the the fatisserie guy was in fact the delivery guy and lo and behold she won the fridge lottery she got a fridge and he wheels it on in and starts setting it up and she's really excited he's like yep it's a symbol of independence you know deciding what gets cold what doesn't and as <laughs> i love his passion for the work <laughs> he seems really invested in uh refrigerators <laughs> i mean it, it, he's delivering value to college kids everywhere yeah it really is did your guys's dorms just have a fridge already mine definitely did i like, think we had to rent one bring one i you yeah did? i think i had to acquire one with some intention oh. i don't remember it just being there because i feel like it was kind of um special to have it yeah. i don't think everybody had one. Oh, okay my school yeah everybody had one in their room mm. that was just in there i think yeah like you and your roommate had to decide if you were willing to spend extra and rent one just like lofts like the lofting the beds that you had to rent that wasn't automatically given either so you had to like decide before school wow. if you wanted the extra space and <laughs> loft the beds so you could oh underneath. okay yeah. yeah so we yeah. had to rent that too interesting so as her refrigerator is getting set up elena walks by because her door is open and sees that felicity got the fridge and you know, Felicity's trying to be optimistic. She's like, well, maybe you'll still get one. And the delivery guy says, nope, that was the last one. And of course, Elena's bummed. She wanted a fridge. Who doesn't want a fridge? And she just kind of walks away. And Felicity opens her new fridge and decides to put one single apple in just to just to just to do it because <laughs> she's got a fridge now. <laughs> but I feel like she doesn't have a ton of stuff to put in there. Um, we'll see later on that it still doesn't really get full. So I don't know why she really needed one. But I don't, I mean, you wouldn't have a ton of refrigerated needing stuff if you didn't have a refrigerator yet, so. And they're literally always in the Maybe. cafeteria, but. <laughs> That's true. That's true. She just didn't have an opportunity to acquire things <laughs> day one. She wasn't expecting that. It was a surprise. That's true. So then she tells Sally that she's thought through this whole null thing and says that she's decided that the most mature thing to do at this point would be to avoid null at all costs which she says is really sad, um, avoiding someone who might be your best friend. And that is very sad. She already thinks of him as her best friend. I love that. I know. And also, this is a page right out of Julie's playbook, this whole avoidance thing. And I was like, dang, maybe they are a good match <laughs> as far as friends go. They pull the same shit. <laughs> I think this might be literally because she doesn't know what she wants to do about everything and how she yeah. feels. Whereas so she can't have I feel a conversation like, yet. Yeah, I feel like Julie might know what she feels, but she just wants to avoid anything and everything. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. I was picking on Felicity again. <laughs> don't make that comparison. No, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but it is really sad. Like someone who's your best friend, not wanting to hang yeah, out definitely. and be able to talk to them. And we see her leave the dorm and like run by his room so that he doesn't spot her. But of course he does spot her leaving. And I think they're both really sad at that point. Yeah, because he's the person she would talk to about something like this happening. You know, if it happened with somebody else, she'd run straight to him and he'd be that person. And maybe that's why she needs Julie. Because now she's mm. in a weird spot. She's got a, yeah. 
Good point. So then we follow Julie to the cafeteria where they always are and she sees pink guy again and he's in a pink shirt of course because all of his clothes are pink now and they just kind of chit chat about the fact that he has a pink wardrobe and he sits down with her so nothing really noteworthy in that interaction just that they're getting to know each other a little bit better. And then Felicity is back filing at the admissions office where Noel shows up and he confronts her. He's like, we need to talk. And Felicity does the avoidant thing very, very awkwardly here. She can barely look at him and he's trying to pick a date. Like, can we go out to dinner tonight? What about tomorrow? And she's like, oh, I don't know. I'll check and then I'll tell you. And he's like, so you'll check. He's like, yeah, and then I'll tell you. That's the process. Like she was being super, super awkward and just avoiding the whole situation. And basically they just leave it that she's going to let him know when she's free to talk. And Noel acknowledges to her, like, for the record, you've never been weirder. And she's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah, another sad kind of interaction between the two of them after this kiss. And yeah, watching it, I'm like, I really hope Felicity figures out what's going on because now you don't even have a friendship. <laughs> and that would really suck if, if they lost the friendship too. Then we go back to Pink Guy and Julie, and he just tells Julie that he's making a movie. I have nothing more to say about the two of them. <laughs> so yeah, he's and he says he's never shown it to anyone, and that was about it about the conversation there. But then as Felicity's avoiding Noel, she decides to drop by the track on her way home. Yeah. Just drop by the track. Yeah. Just casually stop and by. And happens to be there for practice, oh, of course. Good. And she tells Sally about him Just running in high be. school and how it's so crazy that, you know, this is kind of the same thing as years ago in high school. She's watching him, but now they're here across the country in New York and she's doing this again. Yeah. Being a creep again. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was I'm sure it was creepy back then, but I feel it's an even higher level. Thank of creep. God he didn't <laughs> see her because that would have scared him away. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> I don't know. He seems like really accepting of a lot, quite a bit. It wasn't even a competition. Like he, it was. Yeah, that's that's. Ugh. I'm glad she didn't get spotted either. That would have been embarrassing. She should be embarrassed. That's embarrassing. She looked so lovesick for him too when she was watching. It was like her phone or a little bit because they didn't have cell phones and stuff. But like, you know, your chem book and kind of skim it. Like you're just like you're just hanging there. <laughs> like don't be like, mm. like little hearts above her head. Again, it's not like it's not like it's a public park. Like, why would you just be hanging at the track? I know that's why it's so bad. That's why she would need some sort of like cover, like a little bit of a distraction. She just like looks like a little cartoon character with like little hearts floating above her head and like little. Yeah, I will have to say though, Ben did look really cute running oh, in his yeah, little short running shorts <laughs> and his hair little short shorts, hair like flowing as he ran. Okay, I'll just say that's gonna be my hottest Ben moment of the episode because I actually forgot to pick one. But thinking back now, yeah, that was pretty hot. So I well, and you got and you got two Ben running scenes. Yeah, so there were yeah, but I like this first hot. one better because the second one, yeah, yeah. this we'll one was the best later. one. Yeah. <laughs> fair that's fair you don't see short shorts like that much these days so I like not it. nearly enough no <laughs> <laughs> though i will say it looks like he's racing and running with 40 year olds like who are these other college these kids so old they're like balding already i'm like what? that was not necessary well, like they're grad students maybe they're grad students. <laughs> they that was that was ex excessive I get it, you know, like people make fun of Beverly Hills 90210, you know, people looking older, you know, for high school age, but like they looked really, really, really old for college age. But, you know, good for them if they're, if they're, you know, reinventing their lives and maybe they're grad students, sure, maybe they're older, maybe they're doing different things in their life, maybe they made a career change. You know what? I support it. It was just really obnoxiously, there was a big difference there <laughs> in appearance. Yeah. Like I can go go watch this. I scene. get that Scott Speedman probably is also a bit older than a 19 bit, or 18. Yeah. <laughs> but that like <laughs> they look they like look he could have been his parents. Like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh after track or I guess during this track practice, uh Elena stops by Felicity's room to find her, but she's not there and Megan is for once actually like sleeping in her own bed. Yeah, cuz it was during like, the day. In the day. <laughs> yeah, like she's actually there and sleeping in her bed and she's like you know, oh, Felicity's not here. She's probably in Noel's room getting some. 
How romantic. And Elena, <laughs> yeah. Elena's confused, obviously. And Megan says, Felicity, she's doing the RA. <laughs> and that's going to piss Elena off because Elena asked her, of course, straight up, like, are you sleeping with him? And she denied it. So now Elena confronts Felicity in her lab again, and she gives her the third degree about her fridge. She's like, oh, are you enjoying your fridge? Is it cold enough deep down inside? Like she's, she's really, really on her. <laughs> so funny. She's like that fridge that you just happen to get. Felicity's clueless. She's like, what are you talking about? My fridge is fine. So Elena's like, look, I know about you and Noel. And <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> like, who told you? <laughs> Lena says that Halloween costume you live with. <laughs> That's the best I line. It's so fucking funny. Oh my god, that Halloween costume you live with. But uh, what other description is there for Megan? I mean, that is perfect. Yeah. That is spot on. I mean, we've seen the masks in yeah, her closet. It's absolutely yeah. on target. It's it's perfect. I love that line. And she said it like really straight faced about it. Like she wasn't even trying to be cute. Like she meant it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh. Both Elena and Megan, they're always good for a laugh. Mm -hmm. Then Elena goes on to say, look, like she's pissed off because if a fridge lottery is susceptible to sexual conspiracy, what does that say about the whole system? And she's clearly very upset. <laughs> and Felicity's like, wait a minute, you think I'm dating Noel to get an appliance? And Elena says, I think you're dating Noel and getting an appliance. I and it. I just thought that was great. Like it, there's a distinction there. Mm -hmm. So then after this encounter with Elena, Felicity runs back to the dorm and tells Noel like, hey, we need to talk. He's like, yeah, yeah. I know. I came to you yesterday and said, we need to talk. And she's like, well, people are saying things about us that we're dating. So now it's official. They have to figure out what's going on between them. And Noel says, I completely agree, and that's why I made reservations for dinner for them to talk the next day. And well, she's like, wait, like a date? He's like, let's just call it a dinner reservation, <laughs> which is also cute. So then, yeah, she she wraps up a Sally and is like, so yeah, that's that's the deal. And now Noel and I have a maybe date. It's a maybe date. <laughs> cute. Then we jump back to Julie and Pink Guy, and it looks like he decided that Julie could watch his shitty movie. <laughs> was so terrible. We see like a few seconds. It looks terrible. Yeah, the line delivery is terrible. The like, angles, all of it is trash. Black, black and white. Like, come no, on. Yeah. There's no way this man would have gotten into a film school in New York. No, absolutely. That's not. why he had to go to UNY. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I created better movies than him. <laughs> drunk in my twenties. Like those were. That was terrible. But Julie says it was great. I liked the writing and the angles, whatever that means. <laughs> that was nice of her. Yeah. And yeah, and he's patronizing and he's like, oh, what, you know, do you have any suggestions to make it better? And she's playing dumb, like, oh, what do I know? I'm just a girl. Like, I don't know anything about movies. He's like, no, but you like movies. You're a fan. That means you might have suggestions to make it better. So she asks about some squiggly line that she didn't understand. And and he was like, oh, that's just a marker for me. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. So, you know, funny little girl. Yeah. Like, Ugh. And then she's like, oh, I uh, feel so stupid. Oh, my God. But like, uh, I'm so stupid. Why would she know that? Like, both of them are just laying it on so thick. Jeez. So then she took that as an opportunity, though, which I do appreciate, to, like, lay into him about what, I, everything else that was wrong with it I don't then, think she which was it was good into him though i think she was genuinely curious and asking questions and just making observations like i i don't think she was trying to be harsh at all which gets characterized as such later and i was like she's just asking questions and this is probably the most direct she's ever been yeah she's very direct i think it was more that she just then is like oh okay like she got enthusiastic like, i didn't get this i didn't get this yeah. i didn't get this this was a, this was confusing what's that thing so uh, yeah i mean i don't think she was overly harsh but she then did not hold back and I yeah like, like that, he actually. opened the door and then she's just like oh okay yeah mm -hmm. and then she went with it and she seemed like she was having a good time you know exploring those different concepts of film that she didn't know about she seemed enthusiastic but he didn't quite take it so well because he's again a man baby 
and his ego was bruised uh. so she's like it was confusing i don't get how this guy died then there was a scene where these guys were talking to each other but not looking at each other they were looking in the same place so she was confused there and then his the microphone was in a <laughs> shot which is just bad filmmaking yeah. like yeah. i mean she wasn't saying anything that wasn't true i'm sure it's like just keeping it real she's being an audience member as he requested well and he needed that feedback obviously um, <laughs> somebody needed to yeah. say something but his his little ego was bruised and he was basically telling her to leave like oh yeah i got a lot of work to do so you should probably go now so poor baby his ego was attacked toxic masculinity mm -hmm. it's a danger to everyone it is especially because she is not usually that direct and the one time she is more direct she kind of gets it thrown back in her face right away and that's so unfair that sucked that was disappointing Mm -hmm. I mean, she did him a favor because totally. he would have been torn to bits. Oh, yeah. His, his professors and the students. Oh, my the gosh. Class. Totally. So, yeah, Julie leaves, and that's how uh, she leaves it with the pink guy for the moment. So then we go back to Felicity and the fridge, and she's back in her room. She goes into her fridge to get presumably her apple and instead finds leopard print panties, which are very clearly not Felicity. Like that's not her vibe <laughs> to have leopard print thongs in the fridge. So <laughs> Megan's in there and rooting around in her closet again. And she asks Megan if they're hers. Megan says, yeah, oh man, I haven't done that since I was a kid. Cool underwear in the morning. <laughs> Which again is so Megan. And so Felicity says, you know what? Do me a favor. Don't put underwear in my fridge. Um, where's my apple? Megan's like, yeah, I ate it, but I replaced it with, I can't believe it's not butter, which is another super <laughs> 90s reference. Do they even make that anymore? Yes. I think yes. they do. Yeah. The spray is zero points on Weight Watchers. <laughs> my very, um, very 90s. Former upstairs neighbor told me that. I, that's the only reason I know. Mm -hmm. She told me. <laughs> For no reason. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, like Felicity's pissed about the fridge, but she's also like, you know what? I can't believe that you told Elena about me and Noel. Megan's like, God, I was proud of you, which again is hilarious. Like she really is happy that Felicity's not such a square that she thought she was. But Megan's like, all right, fine. You know what? I'll keep my mouth shut and I'll keep my underwear out of your fridge. Felicity's like, great. That's what I yeah. want. <laughs> she's like, that would be great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Finally, you didn't put your bones and skulls away, but thank you. Yes, keep your underwear out of my fridge. So in the lobby, Julie is playing her guitar and Felicity approaches her and asks her if she's okay. I guess playing your guitar in the lobby means things are not okay. But Julie explains what happened with the pink guy. And also just as a side note was like, I haven't seen Ben since we talked. It's like, cause I know you were wondering. Felicity's like, thanks. Yeah, I was. Well, I'm like, what i couldn't roll my eyes that? any harder <laughs> like cool moving on <laughs> yeah why do you have to even bring it up because she's the best friend you could ask for <laughs> also her playing her guitar when she plays her guitar in the lounge i equate that to like when people these days like post something on facebook yeah. like ugh my life <laughs> and then wait for someone to comment What's on wrong? it like what's going on <laughs> it's vague booking that's right <laughs> Wow, she's ahead of her time. <laughs> <laughs> but still just as annoying. Annoying. <laughs> so then Julie realizes that she was a bit harsh on Zach. Which again, I totally but... disagree with that characterization. I think that's ridiculous. And either way, like he asked her opinion. So he opened himself up to that feedback. So even if she ended up being a little bit harsh, which she wasn't, he asked, he asked, right. He asked for it though. Yeah. So and he couldn't take it. He couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. Punk bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and so then Felicity tells Julie, you know, they're girl talking. So then she tells Julie about the Noel kiss and she apparently knew because Megan already told her as well. Felicity <laughs> says that they have the, the maybe date. I but love that, that it got around already. Really <laughs> Like she's like, oh yeah, she's told you too. <laughs> Megan's never there, but she's told the whole dorm. <laughs> but yeah, she's she tells Julie she's confused. Like I could just kind of see him in a friendship way. She's like, and I think that's why I'm gonna have to let him down on this maybe date tonight. And Julie classically says, oh, she's always avoided giving that speech. She usually just dates all the men until they break up with her. Barf. 
My eyes are <laughs> rolling barf. so far back yes. into my head. That sounds exhausting. I don't know. Yeah. What's 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 wrong with Julie? Which I found very interesting and kind of counterintuitive for her character because she does seem a little bit sensitive around rejection stuff. So I'm surprised that she wouldn't break up with people first before they had an opportunity to break up with her. So I don't know if that was like a little oversight in the writing and you know, in her character, but that's definitely seemed like the opposite thing somebody would do. Unless again, just going back to the general conflict avoidance, but it's just really interesting that she didn't, she left herself open to be rejected instead of be the rejecter. Yeah. It's, it's just really, it's really frustrating to hear her say that. Cause then also she isn't going out with Ben, which is also really like that's that seems then very out of character for her if she's like oh yeah i'll just date them all whether i like them or not i'll date them mm -hmm. but she's not dating ben so then it's like what's going on there too like what makes him different yeah so i again i don't know if the writing was just a little bit messy for her character development mm -hmm. and kind of getting her background down or her motivations and all that because it just seems or maybe that's part of her character is she's not kind of stable or reliable and you know which way she's gonna go like sometimes she's super avoidant and sometimes she's will just stick with something <laughs> for a long time and if she doesn't like it it's just like it's weird is she's an interesting little character that one maybe it goes back to her being adopted she feels rejected by her birth parents possibly so well, that's I why I would know, think she, she'd push people away. That's what I was thinking. So I don't understand that. Or maybe, or maybe she just wants, wants to be, be wanted, connected. Yeah, yeah, connected to someone. And even if she doesn't like them, it's like, oh, well, they want me. Um, yeah, not wanting to end it, like making it last as long as it possibly can. Yeah, I could see it going either way. It just, it didn't. That's not the direction I would have gone in if I was writing it. But I'm not a writer, so I'm just a spectator here. Well, and since she said in the past that her parents work overtime to make sure she's happy all the time. I would think she'd be spoiled and like used to getting whatever she wants, but instead she's like rejecting her own wants and needs all the time. Even with Felicity, she's like, oh, I'm, I've been so worried about your needs and what you might want that I haven't thought about my own. So it's, yeah, it's really kind of a counterintuitive. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't quite make sense. Us. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then at the mailboxes, Ben and Julie see each other and Ben asks Julie if she's gotten his messages and she's like, which ones? <laughs> I'm like, that's a jerky comment. <laughs> like you're ghosting him and now you're making fun of that fact. So he invites her to do something after tryouts, but he's like, you know, do you like me or not? <laughs> yeah. What's up? Um, he's like, I, I could keep going, which also it's like, at some point, Ben, like, take the hint. She's just not into you, maybe. If you're calling that many times and she's not picking up, like, just let it go at that point. Yeah. I think it's confusing, though, because she did describe having had a good time with him. And I think he also mutually had a good time with her. So it probably is really confusing and not just so obvious, like, oh, she's just not that into me. Because she did seem very into him at other times. So I don't think it's that clear cut for him to be like, oh, yeah, she totally doesn't want anything to do with me because she really sends that message that she does at other times very inconsistent very very fickle that's true because then we don't know what happened at lucky strike and they did hang out at the kelvin party mm -hmm. yeah and that so... looked like that looked like something was up that looked pretty solid at the time so that of they course he'd be like what's up like what's going on yeah so she's, she tells him that it's not that she doesn't like him and she just starts to assume the future. We know where this is going to go. We'll go out for a few weeks, then it'll get ugly or boring and then we'll break up. And then the next four years, anytime we see each other, it'll just be awkward and uncomfortable. So then Ben asks if she's doing this at all because of Felicity and it's doesn't seem like it is julie says she's like look i think you're a special guy and i just want to keep thinking that and also this was a this next comment i thought was weird she says i also just want to know that you're not just pursuing me because i don't return your phone calls and i'm like that sounds now like a game that she's playing mm -hmm. or that maybe she's afraid he's playing games with her but yeah she's setting up that scenario like because he there wouldn't be anything if she did return his call so she's kind of like it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. She's like creating that scenario that she doesn't want 
by not participating mutually in whatever was going on with them. But to me, that also like leaves the door open for him. Like she started it off like, look, let's just not date each other. I want to be friends and keep thinking that you're cool. But then she throws in it then like, and I just want to know, want to make sure you're not just pursuing me because I, you know, it's the chase, right? right? But like that to me means that there is a chance. It's just, she's weird. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's a little bit messy. A lot of bit messy. Then we switch back to Felicity and Noel on their maybe date. They're a little bit awkward at the dinner table, looking at their menus, not really talking much. But they so both Felicity excuses. Well, yeah, <laughs> they're on a maybe date. They're at a really fancy restaurant too. It's not like a Chili's. <laughs> no. Why you gotta knock Chili's? <laughs> Chili's was great back in the day. <laughs> She had a button-down shirt with a collar like she was on an interview. Job interview. That's her go-to. Yeah, she looked like, yeah, she dressed up. I thought her party outfit was better. It was like that slinky dress. That was way better. Of course, but she looked like she, you know, put some thought and care into her appearance to go to this, a dinner reservation. A reservation, yeah, that's, that's a, that is a step up from Chili's, I guess. (laughs) Poor Chili's. She she looked like the manager of a Bath and Body Works. (laughs) Dang. Yes, Absolutely. It wasn't it wasn't date, but I guess yeah, it wasn't technically a date, so I don't know. Yeah, how it, does it one funny. dress for a maybe date? I guess that's what that's what you do. <laughs> but then yeah, she excuses herself to go call Julie on a payphone. Very nineties moment. Um she had change and put it in the payphones at the restaurant. <laughs> I forgot that like not just airports and things had payphones, like a lot of places had payphones back in the day. So she tells Julie that, you know, she's like, I know I came here thinking we're friends, but he looks really cute. (laughs) So then Julie tells her like, take a deep breath and just remember like you could do whatever you want to do. Noel's a great guy. Just have some fun. So I don't know. Felicity is now maybe catching some feelings. and might not be letting him down easy tonight so she goes and sits back down at the table and they start talking Noel's like okay I'll start and says that he's wanted to kiss her for a really long time ever since he met her and then says with like a huge stake to my heart Uh, says that he can't believe he did it though because he has a girlfriend who lives in Chicago shocked I was devastated. Yeah. I did not see that coming the first time I watched this no episode long ago. Because nothing about not at all. behaviors up to that point suggested that he was not available at all. And he never and he never mentioned her at and all. Ever. Do, at least yeah. Like, oh. Especially, I mean, probably maybe women do that more like, oh my boyfriend, blah blah blah. Like it'll get mentioned like when it's not any amount appropriate to mention it, it just gets thrown out there to be like, Okay, I'm not available. But he really sat on that so that's kind of interesting them being such good good friends and she never came up once uh? and he was like never on the phone with her for a long time catching up with his long-term mm-hmm. woman mm-hmm. or long-distance woman like yeah it's just it's crazy yeah that was um, that was quite well, a surprise we'll find out more later but in that moment it's like wait what and he's <laughs> rightfully just just as upset and still though she's a little over the top per usual <laughs> but she's outraged and she's shouting and causing a scene she in the restaurant up telling to him yell that, at him <laughs> like you're disgusting and then everyone's staring at like he's disgusting yeah she like, announces yeah, she everybody else. she addresses them he's disgusting like wow wow and calls him every long distance girlfriend's worst nightmare. Ouch. Yeah, but she doesn't really give him a chance to explain or say anything beyond that. Like he starts to try and defend himself. And unfortunately he's like, yeah, I mean, I've done everything to make you happy. Like, you know, the chocolate and the textbook and I got you the fridge and oh boy. Oops. (laughs) Elena was was right. She was dating Noel and getting an appliance. So then Felicity's just utterly disgusted. She said she's feeling physically and emotionally revolted, which again, I think is quite strong. And then she just gets up and leaves. So Noel didn't really get a chance to say much, but she- Yeah, it was kind of a big reaction. They'd only kissed and it was like an impromptu, like they were both shocked by the kiss. Like you guys weren't dating, like give them a chance to tell you what's going on. Again, I think this speaks to how horrifically inexperienced she is. You know, we're saying she probably hasn't had even even any female friendships and then male friendships, male relationships, dating relationships. She just seems very sheltered and inexperienced just socially Mm -hmm across the board so this probably would have been a tremendous shock and you know provoke a huge reaction because she doesn't 
have anything to, you know, any frame of reference for it to compare it to. This is her first situation of this nature at all. So they mature because it is. <laughs> and she wasn't even sure if she liked him that way. And now it's like, you've deceived me. You're disgusted. It's like, you didn't even know if you liked him that way, girl. <laughs> yeah, until you saw him in his blazer. <laughs> It's that damn blazer. He always, he knows how to bring it with that blazer. (laughs) Those broad shoulders. He looks so mature. (laughs) Did he have his pinky ring on? I don't know. Mm. Oh my God, his rings. (laughs) Maybe. So then after the maybe date, she promptly removes the fridge from the premises and drags it over in a blanket to Elena's room and wants to give it to Elena. And she's like, I don't want a pity fridge. (laughs) And Felicity doesn't really explain, but she's like, look, I don't use it. Either you take it or I'm going to put it back in the lottery. And Elena's like, okay, fine. I will take it. Thank you. You can use it whatever you want. And then as Felicity's walking, she's away. She's like, oh, by the way, he does. She's like, or like, he does have a girlfriend or something like that. And she's like, who, what? She's like, Noel, he does have a girlfriend. And she just walks away. So the jig is up. And now Elena knows that there was probably (laughs) some shenanigans with Noel and the lottery. Mm. There was sexual conspiracy. (laughs) She seems satisfied, though. <laughs> she seems, like, yeah, vindicated. <laughs> I mean, Felicity made it right. Yeah, exactly. So then in her time of troubles, of course, Felicity decides to go over to the track again and watch Ben cry out. <laughs> again. <laughs> I don't know how she knows this schedule. Like, there's no really internet that you can go and be like oh when are tryouts what are the times posted at that one uh that place where they saw stuff yeah the The mail room room that has all the information about all the things (laughs) she had to do her research man to well yeah i mean she could have done even pre-internet pre-googling she could find out she's very effective maybe she was just going to the track any any free (laughs) moment she had just to see if he was there constantly going back even worse I prefer the other <laughs> explanation to that. That sounds so sad. She has like a stakeout at the track. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That's so sad. She hires a private investigator to see when people show up. So then she starts to tell Sally um, while she, that he came in first when she watched him in high school. And yeah, now she's watching him again, thousands of miles away. And she's pining away after him again, watching him run. Noel's back at the dorm looking for Felicity after their maybe date and goes to the room. Megan's there, tells him that Felicity was going to some track team thing. So we go back to Felicity watching the track meet or the track uh, practice tryouts. And she's like grinning like a fool watching Ben run like she's giddy watching him run and then we see Noel come in who sees her watching Ben and he's very sad yeah which I think it's strange that so yeah he found out where she was he went there was he planning on really finishing their conversation at the track is that an appropriate place to finish that conversation you know given how she reacted at the restaurant why would I don't understand why he even bothered going there instead of just waiting for her to come back other than for that shot where you see someone watching someone watching someone else kind of you know cinematic that they've done several times now and looks lovely why realistically would he really show up there and try to to have a conversation with her there i didn't i was like eh, that's weird i think they can both be a little extra i mean we saw with his with her parents like he wouldn't let it go so maybe he's like what's once it's in his head we need to resolve this right now Yeah. Not saying it's right. Yeah. I just that's probably what he was thinking was like, we haven't resolved this. <laughs> I'll eye that. That's fine. That makes I'll I'll go with that. That's fine. Yeah. It was a beautiful shot. Yeah. Absolutely. But aside from that, yeah. there was no reason for that to happen. And he like lays his coat over the railing and ugh, yeah, it was a beautiful yeah. shot. And then yeah. It was. It mm-hmm. was. I love their facial expressions, both of them. It was beautifully acted, beautifully filmed. It was it was beautiful. It was just like in real life, that was kind of like, mm, I don't think that would have really worked out. Yeah, he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't know, like, what she's doing there, but in the... He found out real quick. <laughs> of all, of all, but, like, of all the options of what she could be doing at a track, like, yeah, none of that would probably be the right time to continue to discuss this, but he probably still right. felt a need to explain himself. Uh, I'll go with that. But then, yeah, him, him seeing her 
watching Ben, his face is very disappointed and upset because, yeah, he still does have feelings for Felicity. So he's like, oh, she's still hung up on him. So then we... Like, he's got any room to be upset, though. <laughs> but disappointment's disappointment, so I, I, I can't be a hater. Well, we do learn a little more later about the GF and what their situation is so then ben's running he's doing okay and then unfortunately one by one the runners start to pass him and unfortunately he does not make the team so he's bummed felicity's bummed everyone's bummed yeah it was sad because she was talking about him she had been talking about him coming in first and he was in the lead and then he wasn't and then he really wasn't and then he was dead last it was exceptionally depressing it was painful to watch yeah i think this episode did a good job though of subtly showing that felicity is starting to not like idealize ben as much and kind of learning a little bit more about who he really is instead of putting him on a pedestal Mm -hmm. a, like he's a, a whole human like a real yeah. person yes. <laughs> not a fantasy and they have a conversation later that we'll talk about but like she kind of mm -hmm. realizes he's because she's perfect. actually getting to know him he's not just a fantasy now yeah he's a real mm -hmm. in real life he's irl he's not <laughs> in her head so then we go to julie's room and we see pink guy knocking on the door and she does open up for him I don't know if I would have done the same, but she opens the door and he admits that he was probably reactive, but it's just that he'd never shown his movie to anyone before. And Julie rightfully was like, yeah, but you were a grump, but I probably would have used a different word. And she says it like mm -hmm. kind of cutesy a little bit. I'm a like, real baby. Oh. You were a grump. Yeah. Grump. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Something tells me she likes that apology, that little dance that they have to do to like reconcile yeah yeah big ick huge and he says that he thought about her feedback and he's got ideas on how to make it better and he would really like for her to watch it again and tell him what she thinks and she agrees to do that so they make up and she somehow decides to sit through that piece of trash again for him <laughs> well maybe as a musician she can appreciate the vulnerability of showing one's art to someone else i don't know maybe she's got a soft spot for that as a musician herself and you know the vulnerability of sharing something you created that is fair that's fair who knows but i would say probably a yellow flag at the very least here on how he handled all of this for mm -hmm. sure absolutely then we move on to Felicity, who's in the cafeteria, and Noel sits down across from her and hands her a photo, and she doesn't say anything, and he finally gets to explain himself. So he says that he met his girlfriend, Hannah, his senior year of high school when she was a junior. So they were a year apart, and they've been dating almost two years, and... Felicity's like, she's pretty. Like, of course she's pretty. Noel's hot. Of course he's got a pretty girlfriend. So then he says when he went to college in his freshman year, like they were able to still see each other on weekends because she was at home in Boston where he's from. And so Boston, New York trains, like they're very close. So they still saw each other like he hadn't even gone mm -hmm. away. But now that she's graduated high school and is at Northwestern, it's a lot different because Chicago is very far from New York. <laughs> and then he says that they agreed that they could see other people People if they wanted and that it was a hard adjustment I feel like he should have led with that at the restaurant he's just like I have a girlfriend or when he met her anytime weeks ago and the rest of the conversation yeah it still feels like he's repenting for doing something wrong but I'm like dude you have an open relationship like what I, I don't understand what the issue is here if that was your yeah. agreement with her I don't get what he did wrong um lied omitted I mean, there was omission. You know, he wasn't open. He wasn't open with Felicity. I doubt very much he was open with his girlfriend about like, hey, like I'm kind of catching feelings for this girl in my dorm. Like, but does she want to know? We don't know the extent. It could be like, could be like, do what you want. I don't want to hear about it. I don't know. I, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I'm, I'm confident Felicity wanted to know. <laughs> but nothing had happened. They weren't dating at that point. Like he just kind of spontaneously kissed her. Well, he had an opportunity, though, because he did tell her earlier on, which had already gotten sorted out. Yeah, I do have feelings for you. He could have told her then. He could have told her anything like a long time ago. He could have. It's true. Been a little bit more open because that had already been put out there. So it wasn't a complete surprise that he kissed her because that had already been established. Even though he said, I get crushes on everyone. It's totally unromantic as hell. Like, come on, guy. No, 
you know what you were doing. There, there was definitely omission. Yes. But then he says being out with Felicity wasn't fair to her and wasn't fair to the girlfriend and that he does respect Hannah and he loves her, which fine. But again, I don't, to me, I don't know if it wasn't fair. I agree that he omitted details in their friendship. Yeah. And I don't know how much that openness was actually open. Like maybe they had floated that idea that they could see other people, but they hadn't really committed like, yes, like it officially is open, open and not just something that they had maybe thought about trying out because of the long distance. It didn't seem like it was officially open, open. I didn't get that impression. I didn't get that vibe. So then he says that there were a million reasons that he kissed Felicity in that moment, but one of the reasons is because he misses his girlfriend and he was sorry. Felicity seems like she accepts that apology, kind of extends an olive branch and gives him her hand. So they're kind of holding friends and it looks like their friendship is still intact. Like she accepts that as his reasoning for what happened. You know, we don't really know what happens with the more than friends feelings that he has or that both of them might now have, but at least it looks like this. She's not mad anymore. They're at least their friendship is intact enough, if not anything else that is at least stable i am still hopeful though <laughs> as team noel i'm still hopeful well, that yeah. something will happen <laughs> i mean he looked really sexy when he kissed her like there was a pause like he knew what he was doing like there was like it was it wasn't slow-mo but he looked at her and the way he looked at her before he went fully in for the kiss i was like whoa i need some ice water this is getting steamy yeah his eyes are so pretty yeah he looked amazing that was hot mm-hmm. <laughs> Hottest mole moment. Boggle. <laughs> he wins boggle. Hottest boggle moment. <laughs> so then after her discussion with Noel, Felicity is walking down the street outside in New York and spots Ben sitting on a stoop. So she kind of goes and sits next to him and asks him how the track team thing was, pretending like she wasn't at all of his practices and tryouts. And <laughs> Ben just says, yeah, I really, you know, decided I don't really have time for that right now. we got to concentrate on my classes. And Felicity's like, oh, really? Hmm. I like this juxtaposition of scenes because Noel just like finally became super honest and spilled his guts and their friendship is restored. And then we cut to Ben like lying and not being able to tell Felicity the truth. So we can see that while her and Ben are friends, they're not that comfortable with each other yet to be that fully honest. So it's just it kind of shows the nice side of Felicity and Noel's relationship that they can finally now talk about stuff like that. Yeah. Also, though, as far as Ben not admitting that, he is painfully aware of how into him yeah. she is. And she's a, he's aware of that pedestal that she's put him. I think it would be very uncomfortable admit that kind of defeat, um, not just because they're not close, but because she does hold him un- at an unreasonably high standard. And that just would feel really icky for Ben, probably. Because it did. Because look at the face, you know, when he didn't didn't make the team obviously he was the last you know that disappointment sinking in and if he had to see that look on her face i think i also wonder if this is why at the beginning of the episode she had to backtrack and tell sally like ben and i are getting closer by the way like she said this is all relevant and i just wonder why she went Mm. back to ben in her tape to sally because now it's just very obvious that she's said noel and i we can talk about anything he's my best friend and then here ben is lying and not opening up so i I also wonder if that's maybe why she brought it up like we're getting closer but then she realizes maybe we're not as close as i thought we were i don't know well she did say we're getting closer but that's not saying much so closer than zero amount close is not that much (laughs) so aware of that she was just like you know reach for anything at that time because maybe they were talking a little bit more about classes or something like just building the ship just the shoulder touch (laughs) they spend a lot of time in the mail even though he doesn't live at the dorm (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i also think it's interesting that both pink guy and ben like displayed that their egos are bruised right like that i also thought was interesting like pink guy couldn't handle that he got some negative or constructive criticism on his movie and like ben is now embarrassed about not making the track team and his ego's a little bruised from that too and he can't tell a friend that that happened to him so it's just yeah what's with men 
Well, I think Ben specifically has low self-esteem as his baseline because he even, when they had done that whole thing, you know, even in the pilot episode, like, I'm sorry, I'm not who you thought I was. Like, I'm just a shallow loser. Like, he doesn't think that much of himself to begin with. Before he doesn't make a track team, he already doesn't think that much of him. So, to put it, like, he's not the best, like, he's not in high school anymore. He's not, like, the big fish in the little pond. He's just, he's just another dude at a university just trying to do his thing and like he probably feels smaller than he's ever felt before and it's probably really lost too to with, if like so. he was banking on that to yeah yeah because he's not that like super super smart <laughs> we've established you know because he you know she's trying to doesn't like, like acting with, uh, with the poetry club. <laughs> right yeah he's just he's like that seemed to be his one comfort zone if out of all his experiences he probably feels comfortable as element um, as an athlete and now he doesn't even have that right now that's got to feel pretty identity shattering for him so i think it's not just that he doesn't want to tell her and open up to her i think it's just hard for him to admit it to himself like he does seem so status here that he did in high school very true <laughs> can i book a therapy appointment <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I can I okay. for you. Uh, so then Ben walks away after, you know, basically hiding the fact that he didn't make the track team. And we get to hear Sally's tape back to Felicity. And she explains that Felicity's situation with Noel is actually the same as how she met her fiance who had passed. They met at an auto repair shop and started talking, became friends. And then one night at dinner, he kissed her. And she says, you can't know who that person is, the person who will become your ultimate confidant, your soulmate or your lover, whoever it is he starts off as a stranger so it can be anyone and that is how the episode ends always on a very thought-provoking quote from sally love those sally quotes she is and i don't even think mm -hmm. she's a therapist no, she's wise doesn't have her doctorate <laughs> mm -mm. she just knows and that's also kind of a hopeful note too to end on even though there was a lot of sad moments in the episode it's like wow her person it could be anyone could be out there could be ben could be noel mm -hmm. but it could be someone she hasn't met yet so yeah. yeah i thought that was kind of a hopeful note still too the possibilities are wide open and a contrast <laughs> from her staring at yeah. ben yeah. while he's sleeping in megan's bed oh boy i forgot about that <laughs> it was like the I last know. episode yeah. that was awful <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that was black that <laughs> and this week we only had six haze if i counted correctly yeah not That's as many cool. as the as the week before not many so i think as everyone was running away from everyone else most of the episode <laughs> so yeah we're just like watching someone yeah, from afar a lot so of avoiding can hear true. them say hey they saw you yeah <laughs> so <laughs> Fewer interactions, fewer like going toward a lot of running away from. So, fewer <laughs> hey greetings. That'll do it. So overall, what are what are we thinking about the Felicity and Noel situation here? I don't know. I like that they're still friends, and I wouldn't mind seeing a little more action because he did look hot. You know, when he brings it, he can bring it, and I didn't hate it. So I'm open to whatever unfolds. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching this the first time and wanting to know more about mm. Hannah which we may learn more about. But I think I kind of wanted Noel to maybe say more to Felicity about his feelings for her. Like he talked about how he missed his girlfriend and blah, blah, blah. But I was disappointed there was less of him talking about why he yeah. liked Felicity so much or, you know. Good, but good observation. We'll and Felicity never really admitted what her feelings were. Like she kind of then in the end just put it all on Noel to explain. Yeah. But she never really told him how she was feeling, whether, she, I mean, confused, like whatever it is, we never really see her saying, okay, well, I really do like you. So figure things out <laughs> if you want to stay with your girlfriend, you know, like we don't, she never really tells him what she's feeling. I feel like in that moment when she found out and she was saying she was revolted, I think that was such a turn off. It kind of turned off her feelings, whatever little maybe feelings she was starting to have. I think it kind of extinguished them really instantly. And it just I think she's 
the kind of person who wouldn't want to be the other woman, even though there may have been some openness to the relationship and that could have potentially be okay. I think she would have shut, tried really hard to shut that down if she did start having those feelings. She wouldn't want to kind of get in the way of what was already established with them. And we do see her start to maybe unpack her feelings of Ben too, like start to, like you said, realize that he's a real human, he's got flaws and maybe the rose colored glasses are coming off and maybe she can move on. Yeah. Like you said, maybe, maybe it's Ben, maybe it's Noel, maybe it's neither of them, maybe it's somebody else entirely. (laughs) A stranger, yes. A New York City stranger. I mean, she's in the place, like how many, I mean, there's so many people in New York. She's got good odds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure she'll do just fine if she puts herself out there. Well, I think that that is Time a wrap on Boggled. Uh, next week, I think, is Halloween. Yay! I'm so excited. Super excited for those festivities. Yeah. Um, we will be back to talk about it all. And thanks for joining again this week. We'll talk next week. Bye. Bye. See you next time. Felicity Was Here is produced, written, and edited by Heather, Melissa, and Dr. Joe. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Felicity Was Here Pod. If you're enjoying the pod, please leave us a review and help us spread the word. We appreciate you and would love to hear from Felicity superfans like us. So send us your feedback, ask us your burning questions, or just say hey at felicitywashearpod at gmail.com. We may even read your note in a future episode. Talk to you all next week.